0: How's it going, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Trivia Rewrites. So glad you're here. Hope you're ready to hear maybe some non-headline information, non-headline news, and just learn something about the last week that's new or interesting without it being depressing. Because sometimes the news can be like that, and we're not about that here. We just want everyone to learn something, have a good time, maybe something piques your interest that encourages you to dive in deeper on something else. Speaking of deep, if you like snow... No pun intended, but we go deep on some snow trivia this week, so make sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode. It's a lot. I'll just tell you that. It's a lot right now. As always, can't thank you enough for listening. Hope you're having a good day. Hope your week's going well. If you have anything you would like to say or reach out or any suggestions, as always, you can reach us on Twitter or email. Our Twitter handle is at Trivia Rewrites, and our email, as always, is rewrites at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Trivia Rewrites. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Trivia Rewrites, where we look at how the news is changing trivia. Today is Friday, December 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, Demo, and this is my co-host for the week, Superfan Zach. What's up? am back again. Back again for your second appearance. My first appearance. You passed the first didn't, round interview. I didn't, though. Did you
2: guys listen to that episode? Well, no. you passed. I'm, I'm back, yeah. I guess. Well,
1: I didn't say it was an A+. plus. <laughs> you know, C's get degrees um it's december
2: zach it is december
1: and uh what's your favorite part of the month of december
2: i mean is it lame to say christmas you know what i, I did know. i'm gonna say christmas and you know what you know why
1: is it the receiving gifts the giving gifts the meeting the I'm family i'm
2: awful at giving gifts but i also don't expect much in return so i think it's more of just like the cold air and the expectation of fun and it's like a big drinking month which i don't know if that's a good or bad thing but it uh (laughs) it's always fun to hang out with friends who are like back home from work or whatever and you know go out and have a drink with them but this weekend this last weekend i uh listened to the entire charlie brown christmas album which if you haven't listened to it it's uh quite nice it's quite lovely and I sat by a little solo stove on my buddy's deck, and we just uh, listened to that and drank and sat by the fire. It was it was lovely. It was a great kickoff to December. Wow, I didn't do anything like that to kick off December, but for those of
1: you that hasn't, haven't listened to the show before, this is a trivia show. You can believe that. Uh, so, Zach and I have looked at the weekly news and tried to come up with uh, some trivia questions about it, whether a record's been set or something happens for the first time. You might hear about that here. But to start us off, we have our third member of the Trivia Rewrites team behind the microphone to give us some This Day
0: in History trivia, Hibbs. As you said, it is December 3rd, so let's jump all the way back to 1775. Aboard the USS Alfred, John Paul Jones becomes the first to raise the national flag of the United States of America. It wasn't the Stars and Stripes as we know it today, but the flag was its precursor. What was the name of the flag that was flown for the first time above the USS Alfred? Hmm. What was the name given to the flag that represented the United States prior to the Stars and Stripes? Oh, glory. Hmm. I
2: don't know. I want to say like old faithful Struggling. or something like that. I think it's something along those lines. I've old heard faithful? of it,
0: but... you got to you got to guess. Demo? Not really. The the independent flag. Grand Union flag. The Grand Union flag hmm. was the uh represented the United States before old stars and stripes. 1898 December 3rd, the DeCuncie Country and Athletic Club took on the 1898 Western Pennsylvania All-Star team and won 16-0 to in what is considered to be the first All-Star game of what professional sport? Baseball? 1898. 1898. We got
1: baseball from Zach. That's pretty good. I like baseball. Uh, I'll say football just to be different. but
0: So just to branch out a little bit? It's either that or yep. hockey, well, I think. But I'm sticking <laughs> with baseball. It would be, it was football. Ooh. 1910, the biennial motor show exi- exhibition held in what city has the first demonstration of modern neon lighting by Georges Claude? Claude. Well, a lot of pronunciation going on in this episode. Sorry. Um, I'm really, for some reason, city? like, my room is just cold enough. My jaw is like, I don't want to work today. And so I'm like, it's either this, or it's, well, it's really mumbly, So I'm doing my best. You gotta what's a, give us a hint here? the 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 hint of the motor show exhibition. Motor um, show exhibition. City the city that it's held in. Mm. Oh jeez, a hint for this city. Uh, that's a too obvious hint. Oh gosh, I don't do ge- ge- I don't do geometry or geography. <laughs> um. A hint. It has... There there was a... There was something built in this city for the World's Fair. Of what year? I don't 19, know. 1910? 1910, you said? Well, it wasn't the 1910 World's the Fair.
1: The only one I can think but, of is no, Seattle. No, no, but the, the thing. Seattle, Paris. What? Those two. So yeah, you're going go to go Paris and Zach
0: said Seattle to be different? Yep, we'll say that. It's yeah, Paris. we'll cover our bases. Dang. Paris is correct. Uh, 1960? As an adaptation of the 1958 novel, The Once and Future King, which, side note, I had to read in high school, hated it. What musical premieres on Broadway on December 3rd, 1960 that would be associated with the Kennedy administration for the fact that both the Kennedy administration and the musical on Broadway served as symbols of optimism and expanding opportunities? What was the name of the book? The Once and Future King. The one, Um... No, oh, you're. I see. No one else of, can like, see the hand motion and the sound uh, effect. Camelot. Uh... Yeah, stop. Camelot. <laughs> That's correct. Okay. Nicely done. All right. And it was actually Jackie Kennedy was the first to refer to um, the Kennedy administration as being Camelot because they ah. they were such they were they were pioneers. Uh, speaking of pioneers, <laughs> 1973, the Pioneer 10, as part of the Pioneer program, sends back the first up club, up club, up club the first up close photos of what planet Pluto Jupiter 1992 the mm. Vodafone <laughs> network coupled with a personal computer allows a test engineer from the SEMA group to send the world's first what I mean digital
2: picture or like in we have a digital picture from well, Zach. like in- internet to internet picture hmm
1: I like that. That's good. I feel like there was a webcam that was older than that, but uh, text message.
0: Text message is 100% correct. And that's all I got. That's it.
1: Uh, so now we're going to move on to the part of the show, which is the topical portion of the show where uh, Zach and I have scoured the weekly news and try to come up with some trivia questions about it. Um, to start us off, I've got one about sports for you, Zach. Okay. For the first time, since he was drafted in 2004, the Baltimore Ravens are favored on the road against which AFC North quarterback? This is the NFL.
2: AFC North, is that, uh, is that, um, why am I Aaron Rodgers, Packers? Is that your
1: final answer? Yes. Incorrect. AFC North I'm embarrassed. is I should the. Know better. It's the Baltimore Ravens division, so it's their same division. So it's we're talking about oh, okay, the Pittsburgh okay. Steelers. Do you want to revise your guess? Oh, ben ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. Very good. The Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Steelers on Saturday with quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, so this is the first time since 2004 that the Ravens have been favored in Pittsburgh with Roethlisberger as their quarterback. Previously, they've been favored three times, but Roethlisberger was injured for all three of those contests.
2: Was I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was around 2004, wasn't he? Uh, a
1: little bit later. A little or bit wait, later what than wait.
2: that. <clears throat> was he? He replaced, what, Favre? Yeah, I thought Favre was out by 2004 in Green Bay. No, I yeah, think. We don't have to go through I here. don't know.
1: Let's not get ticky-tacky on the years. I think 07 yeah. was Favre's last year
2: in Green Bay. If we Oh, dang. I'm an old man.
1: But uh, Ben Roethlisberger was the youngest ever quarterback to start in and win a Super Bowl. Beating which team in Super Bowl 40 in 2006?
2: Man, I want to say it's the Seattle Seahawks, but I think that was four. Uh, Was it the Cardinals?
1: Is that your final answer?
2: Yes, Cardinals. So it was the
1: Seattle Seahawks.
2: (laughs) Uh, Dang it. That was his first year, huh?
1: His first year. He was 23 years old. Little Ben Roethlisberger. Forever ago. Youngest ever to win a Super Bowl. Um,
2: What was his school, Dima? What was his his Yeah,
1: He went to Ohio, I think, right? I don't know. I'm asking you. You're the one who knows all these things. Fact check me, but I think that's right. Um, Or was it Miami of Ohio? I think it's Miami of Ohio, actually. Anyway.
2: University of Miami of Ohio.
1: Roethlisberger has the most starts for a quarterback in franchise history for the Steelers with 243. But can you tell me which four-time Super Bowl winner and 1978 MVP has the second most starts in Steelers history?
2: Is it the the announcer, former announcer? He does um,
1: analysis. I don't know if he was ever an announcer,
2: I but I can't remember his name. I know what he looks like. I can see his face. Um, I know, seen his jerseys. Um, would you give me initials?
1: T B. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw was his name.
2: Yeah, Terry Bradshaw.
1: And that's all the questions I had. All about Ben Roethlisberger. I really
2: should have known that. What,
1: what do you have for us, Hibs? Go.
2: Y'all nailed it.
0: Uh, Yeah, got Miami it. University in Ohio. Uh, no, y'all. Just, just that was emo. a good
1: follow-up question. We created a lot of thin air there, Zach. A I trivia rewrite, I if you would.
2: You, you know a lot of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that's it. That's all the sports I had. Over to you. What do you got?
2: All right, all right. I have one sports one, and actually it's it's very, very uh, fresh trivia. Okay. Um, what team playing the night that we're recording uh, in the MLS playoffs round two set the record for most points scored in a single season, breaking the 2019 record held by LAFC by one point? Just I just have to guess because I don't
1: know. Um,
2: yeah, getting you out of your element.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I know you're a Sounders fan, so I feel like... You know, you might have come upon it because of that.
2: I'm not. I'm not going to be that much of a well, homer on this show.
1: Um, I don't even know who's good. I have no idea. Uh, I'll say the LA Galaxy.
2: No, it is one of the original teams still, though the New England oh. Revolution.
1: I'm surprised they're still called that because a lot of MLS teams have gotten rid of their little nickname and they're just like New England FC or whatever. But
2: yeah, I you know. I I don't like that. I don't want us to be a Euro League, and I know that's why they do it. I want us to have our own identity. So I really like like the Seattle Sounders and New England Revolution, Columbus Crew, all that. I, I think it makes it uh unique to the U.S. Um, Follow up question, and you know I don't think you're gonna get this, that's um, the spirit. but so I'll just kind of tell you what their point total is <laughs> okay. instead, and I'll tell you what the total point total possible Kay. is. Okay, I don't even know what we're so talking about. They scored. S- Go ahead. In soccer, in football, American soccer, um, you get three points for a win, one point for a tie, okay. zero for losses. And they scored 73 mm-hmm. points total this year. There's 34 games, so the total they could have scored if they won every single game was 102 points, yeah. So it's going to be pretty hard for somebody else to come in and beat that. But it's kind of also funny that in two years uh, – the record was set and broken again.
1: How many how many games did they win out of thirty uh,
2: four? They won twenty two out of thirty four. Pretty good. Ooh, big big update. And this is not going to be a spoiler because it just happened. They are officially out of wow. the playoffs as of right this Get second. Get wrecked,
1: New England Revolution. What is Get it with wrecked. New England teams and having great regular seasons and failing in the postseason?
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Another little piece of trivia on that note, actually, is that only seven of 26 now um, supporter Shield winners have made it to the that's, playoffs and or made it to the that's Cup the and people won
1: it. Who made, That's the team that got the most points? Okay.
2: Yeah, most points regular season is supporter hmm. Shield, and only seven of them have won the MLS Cup.
1: All right, moving on from sports, got a question for you about business. Okay. Uh, after an announcement by Jack Dorsey on Twitter, that he would be stepping down as chief executive, Pereg Agrawal is set to become the youngest CEO in the S&P 500 for which company? Twitter. Nice. Yes. I thought it was being tricky there by saying he announced it on Twitter, but you saw right through it. So Jack Dorsey himself actually was 45 and he was among the young one of the youngest CEOs, but uh Agrawal, who is 37, uh, takes the youngest spot from which other tech CEO born only a few months after him?
2: Uh, like Zuckerberg yep. probably? Mark
1: Zuckerberg who is CEO of? Facebook. Yeah.
2: Meta. There you go. Meta platforming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So dumb. Exactly. I hate exactly. that so much. Uh, that's it. That's all I had. Well I have a follow up also on the Jack Dorsey sphere. Um, I guess you already know the answer to this, but he has a very one-of-a-kind uh, fact to himself in relation to um, the companies that he runs. So Jack Dorsey is the only person to be the CEO of two companies with market valuations over what?
1: $1 billion. Uh, a little bit 100 more than $5 billion. billion oh, $5 billion.
2: A little bit okay. less than that yeah five billion so he he also is the ceo of square which he did not step Mm -hmm. down from um so he's still running that and that's you know i don't know what twitter is but um both of them are over five billion dollars square is quite a bit less i believe than twitter but i thought that was pretty crazy you'd think that there'd be somebody else out there running two companies but on the same hand like if you're making that much money running one company, why would you want to run a CEO for two companies? That just seems like so yeah. much work. Well, And like pressure, because he has to answer to stockholders for two companies. It's crazy.
1: Um, moving on. <laughs> I have a question for you, Zach, about government. Following an announcement to become a republic last year, Dame Sandra Mason is set to become the first president of which former Commonwealth country on Tuesday?
2: Sandra Mason and Commonwealths. Hmm. Uh, like America's... No, that's not true. Uh, Maybe like Papua New Guinea? I don't know. I did not heard this news at all. Uh,
1: it's Barbados. Bar- oh, okay. Actually, Barbados is set to become a republic. So... Prior to this year, the head of Barbados was the governor general, who was a representative of Queen Elizabeth II of England, and she was basically the Barbadian monarch representative, and then she appointed the prime minister from the uh, House of Parliament. But now it's it will cool. be entirely separate, so there will be no connection to the queen, and they will be a republic on their own. Um, which Barbadian pop and R&B singer was declared a, n- Rihanna, a national hero as part of the festivities around the establishment of the Republic, becoming the country's 11th national hero.
2: That'll be Can Rihanna. You give
1: me your full name.
2: I actually don't know it.
1: It is Robin Rihanna Fenty.
2: Oh, I should have known Fenty, but no, I didn't know her first name there was you Robin.
1: Go. Um,
2: what do you know what she was honored for? I think it was like works, right? Yeah, I mean, she's just
1: a—I don't know. I didn't look up the specific you know, like, citation. That's a probably lot of true. She's just a there. good representative of Barbados, mm-hmm. I think, is why. Yeah. But uh, um, so Rihanna was declared a national hero, and this uh, grants her the title—not I don't know if it's a title—but she can now be called the Right Excellent. So technically, she can now be known as the Right Excellent Robin Rihanna Fenty, just like the other national heroes of Barbados
2: the right excellent yeah. that's a kind of a wild you know like in England they're like sir like yeah knight. like Dame She's the right yeah, excellent yeah nope the right excellent Judy Dench exactly
1: speaking of women in positions power in a country Magdalena Anderson made political history last week when she became the first female prime minister of which Scandinavian country
2: Uh was it Sweden I read about this i think it was Sweden.
1: sweden very good uh anderson a former finance minister and leader of the social democratic party made headlines last week on wednesday after she stepped down just hours after winning a vote to become the prime minister um but her government collapsed when a minority party dropped out of her coalition the green party so she,
2: Yeah, your whole coalition has right. to go so with right. So
1: now uh, she's going forward me. as a minority government. So just her party will form the government without a majority,
2: which is kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, I didn't really read a lot about that, but that was strange. I think it was like the shortest. It was their first female, and then shortest leader of their right. country. But but now then, she's I back. Mean, now she's back again. So I don't know how that counts. But somebody had to step in while she was right. out. I don't know who what that who that was. I think it was a male.
1: Um, do you know which country the first ever democratically elected prime minister of a country was from? I won't make you say her name
2: of any country. Any country you, you female or
1: first? Yeah, women.
2: Yeah, first female democratically elected prime minister. Right. Oh, um, Germany. No. Uh, a New bit, Zealand. Yeah, New
1: Zealand's. I mean, it's closer. It's an island, so it's actually Ceylon, which at the time was Ceylon, hmm. but it's now known as Sri Lanka. And her name was oh, weird. Sirimavo Bandaranaike, uh, and she won Probably the general election in and 1960, okay. and that was the first democratically elected female prime minister of any country.
2: Doesn't Sri Lanka have like one of the highest population densities in? The I don't
1: world? know, Hibs. What do you got? Sri Lanka, highest population density in the world. (laughs) Let's move on. What do you have?
2: I have a government one uh, unrelated to elections, though. So uh, inflation being a problem everywhere, including in Canada, um, their concerns lie outside of gas, though. What actions did Canada take to reduce the strain on one of its largest exports?
1: Reduce the strain on one of its largest exports. And we're talking about natural gas, you said, or did you not say?
2: No, not not gas-related. Their concerns re- lie outside of gas here. Um, think the most Canada thing you can think of. Maple syrup. Correct. <laughs> so, to further on that, <laughs> yeah. Canada released 5 million pounds of maple syrup in order to ease the strain of their supply base uh, for maple syrup right now because they had a poor uh, spring harvest. Um, So the trees didn't produce enough sap for the maple syrup. So they had a huge shortage. So they released 5 million pounds of maple syrup into the supply line to ease the, the need for it. Wow.
1: Where did they store all the maple syrup?
2: that's a damn good question i didn't actually research that. Is it that. That a, like bank of canada
1: is canadian currency backed up by maple syrup instead of gold
2: yeah if you wash your if you wash your loonies and toonies, they melt they're they're <laughs> backed by washer. maple
1: syrup rather than they're on the maple syrup standard <laughs> not the gold standard
2: yeah i wonder what the pound to pound ratio of that is you know a lot <laughs> um also a little bit of trivia about that um Canada supplies 70% of the world's maple syrup uh, and demand this year for maple syrup jumped 21% from last year. Whoa. Also, a little another another little fun anecdote about Canadian maple syrup reserves. <laughs> In 2012, 3,000 tons were stolen from the stockpile, which was valued at $19 million Canadian dollars. So it can't be guarded that well, I guess. 3,000 tons of
1: maple syrup? Yeah,
2: what was that six thousand pounds? Why?
1: No, I mean it. Three thousand tons would be six million pounds, right? Cause, uh, cause isn't it two thousand pounds right, per ton? Said 3, oh, you right. yeah, yeah, yeah. so Six million pounds. Yeah. I mean, when I don't that? know. Is that's that like, like a tanker truck? I don't know how much syrup that
2: is. That's like several. You know, in in Die Hard Four with, with Samuel L. Jackson, when they're like driving that, the tanker that's, trucks that's under the reservoir. Three.
1: But yes, continue.
2: Yeah. Or Die Hard, yes, Die Hard 3. That's mm. what they were doing. The Canadian version of Die Hard 3. It's got, like, Hugh Jackman. No, he's Australian. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. There, good. <laughs> Trying to... Who's he team up with in that?
1: Martin Short. He's also Canadian.
2: Okay. Jim Carrey.
1: Is he Canadian?
2: They're They're hunting some sort of Hans Gruber esque personality mm. from Canada. I don't know enough about Canada, it sounds like. Anyways, thought that was that is, interesting. Why did
1: demand jump? Did you read anything about that? 21%.
2: It didn't okay. say. No, it didn't say. Um, I'm sure there are other articles that said it, but the one I pulled this from didn't provide that much information. All right. Well. But that's, yeah, that's a massive jump.
1: Speaking of demand in retail, Hibs, do you have an, an answer for our uh, Sri Lanka query?
0: I do. Before we get back to the Sri Lanka, though, i um, if you add just for inflation, the 3,000 tons of Canadian maple syrup heist, which is dubbed the Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist, <laughs> the heist is the most <laughs> valuable in Canadian history. How did they so steal that e- much? To even be more Canadian, That's, yeah. Okay, all right. Nothing in okay. Canada has been stolen to be worth like more than that. Several.
1: Throw. I mean, how many trucks with that? I'm, I'm working on that. I'm,
0: I'm reading the Wikipedia article I mean, right now. Um, okay, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just gonna read this straight off. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go fast. So I apologize if I'm if I read too fast. Um, but over the course of several months between 2011 and 2012, the contents of 9,571 barrels valued at 18.7 million Canadian, 18.7 million, were stolen in a, in a suspected insider job from a FPAQ, um, which I don't know what that's of. Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Production. They just uh, stole it barrel Saint at a time. Louis Day. Just Louis barrel Day, by barrel, whatever, yeah. in Quebec. So mm. just over two years, essentially, <laughs> they just just sapped it away. Um, and then Sri yes. Lanka is 341 people per oh. uh, square kilometer. No. Oh, what which is does that ranks Sri Lanka at the uh. 58th. In the, in the world of population What's the population U.S., identity. for example? Number one is Monaco at 26,150 ah, so people slower. per square kilometer. Okay. Um, the U.S. isn't even listed on yeah.
2: this. Alaska?
0: Yeah, the Dakotas and, like, <laughs> like, yeah, Montana, like, those really mess with the U.S.'s. Yeah, Alaska, that's a great
2: example, yeah. That's wild. Monaco's super small, though. Final question that I have for you, Zach.
1: Do you have any more, or is this okay. the final one? Okay, I have one great. more. So mine's about retail. <clears throat> so according to data released on Tuesday by Adobe Analytics, sales during which online shopping holiday dropped 1.4% from last year, falling for the first time ever? Which?
2: I mean, was it Cyber Monday? Cyber Monday. Good.
1: Um, do you want to guess what this year's total spending was?
2: Is it in the billions? Yes. Is it, I mean, I think last year was like... What ten billion something like that? Eight billion? My way off is it way more than that?
1: I don't know. You tell me.
2: All right. I'm gonna say last year's. I think, I think memory is saying was somewhere around ten billion. So this year's, you know, nine billion. Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: Uh, it's ten point seven billion this year. Very close. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it dropped one point four percent, and it's the first time that it's dropped since they began tracking online shopping. The term Cyber Monday was first coined by Ellen Davis of the National Retail Federation and Scott Silverman, and made its debut on November 28th of what year? What year did the term Cyber Monday was that first coined?
2: I feel like it's not that old. Maybe, let's say, like 2012?
1: It's a little bit older than that. It's 2005. Cyber Monday. Wow, yeah.
2: really? Uh, I was like, ugh, man, I can't imagine how much that would have sucked. You would have to wait like an hour and a half to buy anything online. Because dial up and like...
1: It wasn't that slow. It wasn't like you had to load an HD image of everything, you know? It's like little... It's,
2: everything was compressed, smaller. I still feel like I wouldn't have the patience to go back to 2005. Oh, and yeah. Use the internet. I wouldn't either,
1: but... Um, <laughs> I don't know. YouTube launched that year, so they could load videos. That's so not like... wasn't that slow.
2: But, I mean, I remember YouTube's launch. I mean, it did take like a minute per video. Could you imagine using YouTube right now and like waiting a minute between videos? Yeah.
1: With the ads and everything? The worst. It would be terrible. Yeah. Well, there weren't ads back
2: then. The good old days. um, Okay. The good old days. Last
1: question about shopping uh, is about the term Black Friday. So, Black Friday is usually used to refer to the Friday after Thanksgiving. And it's a very large... Retail Shopping Day, usually the largest of the year. Um, The earliest known use of the term Black Friday to refer to the day after Thanksgiving occurred in the journal Factory Management and Maintenance for November of which year?
2: I think it's pretty old. Uh, This is a complete guess, but let's say 72? It's actually way back in
1: 1951. Uh, Wow. So that Black Friday, it actually... Didn't refer to necessarily the shopping, but it referred to the practice of workers uh, calling in sick the day after Thanksgiving to get an extra, <laughs> extra long holiday weekend. That's so they called funny. it Black Friday because uh, so many people called in sick. And then later it, you know, got adapted and spread a little bit and yeah. became known as a big shopping day. But there you go.
2: Well, speaking of extra long holiday weekends, Okay. My final question. I have, it's a it's a set of questions related to the story I'm about to tell, because I thought the story was interesting, or at least funny. So, news this week. In Yorkshire, England, a group of 61 strangers, including an Oasis cover band named No Oasis, kind of funny, was trapped in a remote pub for three days due to snow accumulation and the location of the pub being on a steep hill. So 61 people got stuck in a <laughs> pub with a band just playing Oasis all weekend. For three days because of snow. <laughs> so my trivia questions for this are snow okay. related, being it December now. Great. So number one, what was the most snowfall in one day? And as a bonus, can you give me its location? Okay, most snowfall. What do you have it? What unit do you have it in? Uh American oh, units. Gonna,
1: probably in feet, I would think. How many okay. how many guns high um did <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. One and a half <laughs> AR 15s. Um, I'll say. It's
2: not a bad yeah, guess.
1: I was going to say like f- five feet.
2: It was, that's very close. You're within three inches, so I'll give it to you. It's five foot wow, three inches. Wow. Okay. Do you know where? You want to give a guess as to where?
1: I'm assuming if they have it in feet and inches, it's probably in the U.S., but somewhere in Alaska. Is that good enough?
2: N- no. Canada. It is not in Alaska. Yeah, one state's fine, but okay. it's not Alaska. Okay, I do not know then. It is uh, Colorado, Georgetown, oh, okay. Colorado in 1913, December 12th, 1913. Five foot three inches in 24 hours. Incredible. <laughs> do you know, next okay. question, the most snowfall in one year? Mm. And so this one is one season, I should say. So let's say like October to February, March, okay. whatever. One season sure. of snow. Yeah. Winter.
1: Probably didn't get a lot of snow in the summer, but
2: Some places stay pretty. Okay.
1: Cold. Um Hmm. You would think if the record's five feet in a day, in a season it's gotta be like seventy five feet.
2: A little bit okay. more than that.
1: A hundred. <laughs> what do you mean?
2: Okay. Very close. It's yeah, ninety five okay. feet. Do you want to give a guess as to where it was at? No. It was actually in Mount Baker, oh. Washington, just outside of Bellingham. They got 95 feet oh in a season. God. Now, compare that to the most snow in one calendar ah. year. So January to okay. January.
1: <clears throat> more.
2: A little bit more, <laughs> yes. 102 feet on Mount Rainier in Washington. Seattle, Washington, baby. Well, I guess not technically Seattle, but yeah. 102 feet in one year. Last okay. question. Actually, I have, I have two more. Snowfall. Deepest <laughs> snowpack recorded. So, you know, Mount Rainier had 102 feet, but it would, sun yes. would hit it. It okay. would r- so run deepest away. It would only be single X amount of feet. pack. Yeah. Depth of snow. 40 one feet. Area. Way more. 10 times that. 400 450. feet. 450. Yeah, four hundred fifty-four feet. Where is this? Also, in the United States. You want to give a guess where? No, Alaska, <laughs> Tamarack, Tamarack, California. Okay. Now, final wow. question. <laughs> what is this? Really snow-iest packing these co- snow in the questions in, aren't you? Yeah, Sorry. I know. It's, it's a first week of December. It's I a flurry snow of questions
1: snow questions. It's a just flurry of snow me.
2: questions. It's a real big snow pack. Of Go questions. ahead. Sorry. The, can you name the snowiest country in the world?
1: What does that mean? How how do you quantify that?
2: Um, most average snowfall each year.
1: <sighs> Russia.
2: Uh, Canada. No. it would surprise you to find out that it's actually Japan.
1: All those mountain peaks?
2: Yeah. Japan has uh, three cities in the top six snowiest cities <laughs> in the world. Snowiest major cities, yeah. too, which is crazy number one though uh kind of surprising syracuse new york i shouldn't say surprising but there's so many places in the world i was just kind of surprised to see syracuse is number one snowiest major city Mm -hmm. in the world followed by quebec city canada and then saint john's canada and then toyama sapporo and amori city in japan
1: that's a lot of snow so
2: yeah those are some
1: snowy cities
2: just a little fun fact couple of little little dumb fun facts. Nothing rewritten this year yet, but maybe.
1: Maybe. Maybe a new city will become the snowiest city in the world. This year, yeah. That's it. That's all the questions we have, right? Yeah. I don't have anything else. I do not either. And I've been reliably informed that we do not have any mailbag
0: items this week. Is that right, Hibs? That is correct. However, I've done a little research on the syrup front. Syrup watch. I couldn't find the exact reason. syrup (laughs) watch, yeah. It's a a slow flow, but I couldn't find the exact reason as to why there was such a large jump in demand for it this year. Um, Other than just, it says, growing working woman population. I don't know how that affects it at anything. Uh, growing working woman population health and wellness consciousness and increased demand for healthy food and beverages are some of the key growth drivers for the syrup market i
2: mean it's healthier than your table syrup that is from marketwatch.com okay i think
0: but it's it's a it's an alternative so you're still you're still looking for that sweet you're looking to looking to curb your sweet tooth got it
1: so a combination of like people wanting to be trendy and buying fancy things
2: i wouldn't be surprised to find that maple syrup isn't as unhealthy as we think it is i mean
1: it's basically just sugar right
2: i mean it's tree sap but it's like sucralose not like glucose or maybe vice versa so it's probably I don't not like
1: i'm not a nutritionist can tell you the difference but anyway good okay yeah i mean i'm not either we either. have somewhat of an
2: answer at least there's some juicy tree
1: um some sappy
2: off us i don't know
1: uh that's it that's all we have for this we're just oozing with trivia that's all i'm trying to say (laughs) we appreciate everyone for listening especially those listeners who have sent in tweets or emails although we didn't get any uh any action this week no one answered the trivia question this week
0: we did have people i mean yeah i mean we i can i can shout out the people that answered the
1: yeah might as well
0: well if you're listening to this podcast right now and your name is Golly, nothing makes me feel older faster than trying to use Twitter. I don't use Twitter. I log on for like two seconds to kind of see what's going down, and I'm like, I see like one person just put up a ring. like. No one cares. No one cares about what you have to say, what you think, and people think that people do, and it's just, it's sad, honestly. Wow, We got a baby. little
1: mound there, just like standing on a. It's, okay,
0: uh, <laughs> username Tommy Z eighty one got it with Toy Story. What was the question, yeah? Question was what movie what movie was released um in 1995 that was the first full-length feature film to be created completely with computer generated imagery. Uh, so yeah, shout out Tommy Z81. There you go. Uh movie going mouse. Got it. They might have had some insider information. Um and then eventually <laughs> Ron someone uh yeah, but we got we had a couple people partaking, listening in.
1: What it? What it? Didn't we have a guy comment on you give a hint? He Said it was, was too like, obvious. It was too easy. But I mean the hint
0: was something like that. You got a friend in me, which was obvious, but sometimes you know, sometimes <laughs> everyone likes to get the trivia question right. Um But he said the hint took him to infinity <laughs> but, and beyond. So uh, we all, it just, it was, there was there wasn't any okay. animosity. I love that guy. No, oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Left if on that guy
1: eyes. is listening to this podcast i want him to sass if you that guy's listening to this
0: podcast i want him to hit us up on twitter and be a co-host uh, oh yeah that's good i like that challenge you what was his name movie going mouse yeah Mab- mabel oh, that was the mabel, mabel okay. tin is his name movie going mouse
1: hit us up on twitter or email and we can get you to co-host that'd be fun but uh anyway that is all we have for this week appreciate everyone for listening especially those listeners who've sent in tweets and emails. Zach, do you want to sign us off?
2: Uh, I didn't want oh, to okay. sign us off, but I just wanted to state that uh, Griffey's best friend at the dog park may also be listening to this episode oh, this Oh, Griffey's week. your dog. So I may have roped in another. Yeah, Griffey's my dog, excuse me. Not Ken Griffey Jr., though he's named after him. Um, yeah, may have got one more listener from uh-huh. us for us. I'm pulling my weight as co host Well, then on behalf of
0: Griffey's best friend of the doghouse, we will talk to you next week.
2: Good night.
1: Good night. Good night and good luck.